0: hey everyone welcome to another MSP show thanks to the fine folks at blog talk radio for hosting us today I have an MSP from Chicago on the line who's gonna tell me or gonna talk to us about uh, a recent ransomware attack that they had uh, from one of their clients and uh, and the painstaking details and challenge they had to go through just to get their uh, data encrypted and the, less, and the important lessons learned. So joining us today is uh, Dimitri Rudman from InfiniWiz. Uh, they are a Chicago-based managed service provider, also do security and voice. Uh, welcome to the show, Dimitri. Gee, that sounds like it was a real challenge for you guys at uh, Ransomware Tech.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've done uh, quite a few of these, but uh, yeah, it, it, it took some time to take care of it. So tell me about
0: the uh, tell me about what happened I, I understand they were a, a a client with of yours but only dealt with you on the voice side because you have that voice part of your business uh, so tell me about the tell me what happened here
1: yeah so uh, an existing client of ours they they reached out to us uh, because they knew we dealt with cybersecurity ransomware uh, and they needed some help uh, because they got hit uh, with a ransom. So at that point, they didn't know what happened. They just called us because they were having some issues. And when we logged in, did a little bit of investigation. That's when we found out that they got hit with ransomware and uh, we let them know. So from what
0: I understand, it was a quite of a, you know, quite an ordeal, uh, to get the, uh, files, uh, unencrypted, unencrypted, but tell me, you know, what, tell me how, first, how did they identify that there was a ransomware going on? Did they get a, was there a warning that popped up or some, some alert, what happened?
1: Yeah. Yeah. In the morning when the employees came in, they had a pop-up on their computer, uh, with big letters saying, Hey, all your data is encrypted, uh, email, uh, and they gave two different email addresses. Uh, email us if you want your data back you have 48 hours stuff like that and that's yeah
0: so uh so they i understand that they wanted like four or five bitcoin to get this data unlocked uh and i know you guys went to, i know you guys did some ne- but in negotiation with them but tell me now tell me what that what was that you guys acted on behalf of the client tell me what kind of what did you learn from having to buy bitcoin
1: Oh my God, it's not as easy as uh, you think it is. So if if you are never done it before uh, and you want to buy a cryptocurrency, then you obviously have to sign up for uh, for an account and set up a wallet and this whole process. I mean, it will take, uh, depending on how much, again, you want to buy. But when you're talking about big amounts like that, it could take uh, a week uh, to maybe three weeks uh, with some places for the money to clear before you can actually start Transferring
0: bitcoins. So I guess one of the lessons learned from the Finowas side was to uh, be- become a have a bitcoin account somewhere.
1: Yep, yep. Now, now we do. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you, you know you never know when you know something like this happens, right? So uh, obviously, and you know, I don't believe ransomware is going to go away any anywhere anytime soon. It's going to be around for a long, long time. It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But tell me, you know, so tell me, describe to me the process. Like, how did you? go from being alerted that you know, there was a problem to resolving it.
1: Walk me through some of your steps. Right, so when, uh, when the client uh, called in into our help desk, uh, we connected to one of their computers, uh, started doing a little bit of investigation and that's when we determined that there was ransomware. At that point, uh, I took over the ticket, reached out to client, explained to them what happened and uh, that we need to reach out to criminals to see how much is it that they want to decrypt uh, the data. Kind of set their expectations a little bit because uh, uh, the stuff happens all the time and there's a lot of stories uh, online. And we've dealt with the uh, cryptocurrency, or not cryptocurrency, we dealt with ransomware before uh, where uh, our clients uh, got hit. But uh, in those cases, we're always able to recover from backups. Uh, in this particular case, uh, all the backups got hit as well. So there was no choice but to uh, contact the criminals and find out exactly how much they wanted to uh, decrypt the data. So uh, at that point, I got an approval from the client uh, to go ahead and start the process, emailed them, had to wait uh, probably a few hours until they responded. Uh, and uh, I, I to, to do the whole process, I created like a fake Gmail account and logged in from another IP address and just to, you know, stay protected. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they told me right away for four Bitcoins uh, uh, within 48 hours. Uh, if you don't pay, then after 48 hours, then the price goes up to six and a half Bitcoins.
0: So let's just do the numbers here. I'll type it on another screen. Let's see. Four Bitcoin in U.S. dollars. I'm going to guess probably like 15000 or $16,000. It's not going to be my guess, but uh, you know, uh, $14,517 and 64 cents. That's a lot of money yeah. to get, to get data back. Uh, a lot of money that could have been, uh, saved with a little bit of prevention, but uh, I know you guys went to bat and did some negotiation, uh, and walked, went through the whole process on behalf of your client. Um, but something you said earlier kind of alarmed me that the client didn't really see any you know didn't think their value their, their data was worth 15 grand.
1: Yeah yeah so a lot of the stuff was uh scanned documents and uh during my conversation with them they did let me know yeah it's 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 gonna take them a long time to recover uh meaning to rebuild all the data if we couldn't uh get it back uh and Let's just start negotiating. See how much it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they they right away uh, kind of told me that yeah, it's it's not worth fifteen grand. Which I don't know if it was really true or not. Uh, but uh, at that point, I kind of just started playing hardball uh, with the cuts. Uh, it's not worth to us that much. But if you wanna if you wanna save us some time, here's what we're willing to pay.
0: So what so, you got? What did you guys settle on?
1: Uh, well, we offered one bitcoin. Again, we're like, no, one, uh, they went down to three, then they went down to two and a half. And then uh, the last uh, final offer was 1.25, which we agreed on.
0: So during this negotiation time, which I assume it took a little bit of time, was the client down during that time? Were they able to still work or what was, the, what was no, going on at the business?
1: Uh, I mean, they were able to access emails, uh, but that's about it. Uh, most of the stuff on the computers was not working because when this uh, ransomware goes through, not only it encrypts the documents, but it also goes through the shortcuts. And so in the end, I mean, the operating system is kind of like unusable. Plus you don't want to uh, touch things uh, and start cleaning the mess up uh, until we know for sure that we can get the data back. So. Uh, yeah so for about a week, I mean they couldn't do anything but access emails uh and uh, like print that would, that's about it
0: and how how you know without sharing too much confidential information about the client, how big of a firm were they dimitri
1: uh the firm is about uh fifteen employees uh and it's a, it's a medical business that's located okay here
0: so 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 you got medical which opens up a whole other can of worms right. But so, but look, you look at the cost, right? So, not only they out, you know, even if they settle at 1.25 Bitcoin, which is, you know, uh, by today's uh, equation is, uh, let's do the math quickly here, Um, you know, is, uh, let's see, let's see if Google's going to cooperate with me here. Uh, About $4,500 roughly. So, um, you know, so not only are they paying that but they're also the cost of the, you know, the salaries of all the people and all that. So it's actually pretty expensive ordeal, which you and I both know could have been prevented with just, you know, a standard, well, a, a, a business grade firewall, a good backup system and the right uh, security mechanism. So going with, you know, going Pat th- and, uh, you know, and also being a hip uh, um, medical that do have, was there any potential HIPAA issues that you guys
1: came across? Uh, you know what? We looked at that uh, right away, uh, and because that was one of the first questions that they raised, uh, whether uh, this incident should be considered uh, a breach, or or just as a as a kind of regular incident. So, uh, based on the fact that uh, automated tools were used uh, for this attack, and uh, no data was leaked and they didn't log in uh and copy anything it was just it was all automated to encrypt the data uh we uh, kind of concluded that this could be considered uh not as a breach but as an incident
0: okay so but did did they, do they you know do they have to report that to no. the 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 powers to be no,
1: no no you don't have to report it
0: okay so that's 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 good at least good for them because uh you know, one of the things I know about HIPAA, and again, I don't claim to be a HIPAA expert, but you, you know, if a breach like this or an incident like this occurs, as long as you take the required steps to make sure that everything was protected, then you're not in a violation of any HIPAA rules. But it doesn't sound like that was an issue in here. So I, mean, I know I know you guys are still dealing with some of the, uh, you know, some of the fallout of it, but has the client changed their behavior now and have they invested in the right tools, Dimitri?
1: Uh, yes, I think so. We're still having uh, talks with the client, but uh, we've uh, already rebuilt um, uh, their server, uh, set up IBDR appliance with offsite backups that's uh, Linux-based and used uh, industry best practices and uh, setting things up and securing their data. So uh, they're in a much better hands than <laughs> they were before, but it's still, like I said, it's still a work in progress
0: and the and the right type of firewall and the security solutions in place now yes what uh what type of firewall did you did you put in to
1: you know for for a fifteen person organization like this uh we've uh, put in the uh, sophos uh which is your uh, basic entry level We do not do anything crazy but uh um, yeah it does the job
0: yeah great uh so what lessons did uh InfiniWiz learn from all this Oh.
1: <laughs> Good, good question. So, um, well, if it happened before, it's probably going to happen again. Uh, so it's really important to uh, keep our clients educated, uh, let them know what potential risks are out there and how to uh, protect against them uh and how we can help
0: so great so great, great lessons learned and i'm sure yeah like i said Demetri, this is not going to end anytime soon this uh, ransomware stuff is going to go on and on and on forever uh until at least uh, the right to, the or right security p- uh, protocols are in place and people stop getting infected with it and then the and then the criminals will just move to some other uh thing you know so let's look forward you know you guys in the in the chicago uh, land area you know, a, a cyber security typical managed service provider, voice over IP provider. What are you seeing in 2019 that you're talking to your clients about when it comes to cybersecurity? What are what are you educating them on?
1: Uh it actually quite a few things. So we've uh, uh, we've came up with a security package uh, that uh, we're going to be uh, trying to. Um, push uh, our clients and, and this package it, it, it contains all the uh, kind of like all, all the all the things that a small uh, business needs uh, in order to stay uh, protected so dark web monitoring uh, better web filtering firewall spam filter um, uh, intrusion detection um, Seam, um, so things like that, and I think, uh, you know,
0: a seam which is, uh, I, yeah, I can't remember what it stands for now, but the the appliance that sits on the network and watches for security incidents are small businesses being receptive to that type of technology now?
1: Well, I, I feel like, um, everybody's taking it a little bit more seriously now just because every day you hear something on the news and on the media and on the internet, so now when when we're talking to clients, we feel like they're, they're paying more attention than they have been before. Uh, and that, that really helps.
0: So, I mean, one of the things that really concerned us, uh, you know, in the MSP space for a number of years, especially around backup and now security, was most people didn't pay attention to it until they got an issue, right? They, they either lost files or they had a security breach. Um, are you starting to see that behavior start to change now? Into being, you know, understanding, or I guess there's a certain segment of the population who's always going to be proactive and always take the right steps. But a lesson like this, where you know, they cost them forty five hundred dollars just out of their, you know, you know, might as well light forty five hundred dollars on fire, Dmitry, because you, <laughs> you know, cause that's what they did. They they, they paid forty five hundred dollars to get their data back, right? Um, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, what is it going to take for organizations to realize that? You know, this is serious. Well,
1: uh, I think we we just need to keep educating uh, companies out there that hey, th- this is real. It, it's happening. It's happening every day. And just because you haven't been hit doesn't mean you're safe. It, it's it's going to happen sooner or later. And it doesn't matter how well you're protected, even if you follow the industry best practices, and there there's always except, exceptions and, and things can happen. And and if you don't take uh, certain steps to uh, secure your data, uh, you're, it's just a big risk uh, yep. to, to a business.
0: So Dimitri, tell us a little about InfiniWiz. I know you founded the company, uh... Uh, a few many not a few a few many years ago uh tell us how you know how you got your start in this industry and how when and, and how uh InfiniWiz came to be
1: well I originally uh I started uh break and fix shop, uh just doing IT consulting uh and in 2009 is when we opened up InfiniWiz uh with my two uh, other partners um At that point, uh, the idea was for InfiniWiz just to provide uh, hosted services. uh, And uh, we were offering hosted exchange uh, back then, voice over IP and hosted desktop. Uh, But we've uh, determined a year after that most of our clients, they were a client of both firms and that was just causing too much confusion. So at that point we decided to merge uh, the two companies uh, together and bring everything under one roof. So, this
0: was, this was your consulting practice ahead of time, right? Then, yeah, yeah okay, gotcha. Be- before
1: right. before InfiniWiz, yep, yep, uh, yeah. So, right now, InfiniWiz, we're your typical managed service provider. Um, uh, we uh, do uh, security, um, uh, cloud, OIP, uh, hosted desktop anything that really has to do with technology where uh, you can take care of.
0: And based in the and Chicago base. land area, uh, headquarters in Rolling Meadows, Illinois, uh, servicing the, the whole Chicago land area um, pretty yeah. much?
1: Yeah, for the most part. Uh, I mean, we try to stay uh, closer to the suburbs if possible, but we have uh, clients that are in the city and in the south side of Chicago, and then we also have uh, some clients that are out of state, New York, uh, Colorado, California, Florida, I mean, all over the place.
0: So. Yeah, I know I know how crazy sh- uh, traffic can be in Chicago. So if you can stay close to home, that's always good. You know, and I, <laughs> yeah. learned, and I learned something like a week or so ago. Uh, I know there's Cook County, right, where you're where you lo- where you're located. But I didn't realize all those counties around it were called the Collar County. So I learned something new a few weeks ago about Chicago and that I didn't know before. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, Dimitri, thanks for uh, coming on and telling your story. I hope uh, this... This new client for you guys, or this the uh, client that was on your voice side, now you guys are doing some IT services for them, um, is un- understands that this you know these security risks are real, and and chances are they've been hit once, they may try to hit them again. Have you seen that uh, where you get a lot of you know a re you know a reattempt to uh, attack?
1: Oh, oh yeah, the, fu- the funny thing is uh, this exact same client they got hit with a ransomware. Uh, I don't know, maybe like two or three years ago. Oh, wow. So you think um, you learned the first time, right? Yeah. Well, the first time they recovered from the backups, but yeah. this time it was a bit more serious.
0: Great. So folks, if you want to check out InfiniWiz, uh, us go to InfiniWiz.com. I'll put the URL in the uh, comments below and uh, check out uh, everything, all the good stuff that Dimitri, Alec, and this team are doing. Oh, before I, before I go, you also have a software development uh, firm like doing custom software dev. Now, I I think that's outside of InfiniWiz, correct? That is correct. So tell me a little bit about that, because there might be some uh, MSPs that may want to partner with you guys on the custom software, or custom app dev side.
1: Got it. Yeah, so we, um, what we do is uh, custom software development and uh, think of it as, for example, uh, some type of a web portal where a business can log in in order to do their day-to-day functions. So uh, usually um, uh, this is... A good fit uh, for somebody that spends a lot of time uh, doing some type of manual tasks um, so and and this is where we can optimize uh, the workflow with a custom software to minimize the amount of time that it takes uh, to do something. Um,
0: I don't know. I know you guys are putting up, you're in the middle of just getting the website launched for that. And and stuff like that. So if you, if, if there's anybody listening to the show, that's interested in talking to Dimitri about custom software dev for clients that you have, reach out to them through the InfiniWiz site. At least you can get them that way. Uh, Dimitri, thanks. And thanks for being a great uh, member of our high performance club as well. Good to see you last week in Atlanta. Hope you guys had some fun there. Um, and, um, you know, we'll look forward to, you know, sharing more of your guys' journeys, uh, and InfiniWiz as, uh, you guys, you know go through 2019 and into the future, and, uh, and hopefully we don't have too many more stories like this, but it's always good to share experiences. So thanks for coming on the show today.